0: And welcome to the show! We are currently episode 8 of varieties The Spice of Life podcast. Uh, with us is our, our lovely hosts, uh, myself, Vin, and uh, my good friend Dan, uh, as we take you through a wonderful scene today. You are too excited about all of this, Vin. Oh, you've got to put the game face on, man. Uh, when the game face comes on, we're, we're, ready, to, we're ready to play. Speaking of, our topics for today uh, is, uh, firstly, quiz shows and what actually makes them appealing. Uh, And our second topic of the day uh, will be specifically... Temporal context as it relates to viewing of art. See, you've narrowed it down very <laughs> specifically today, Ben. Aye, but this is very, very different topics. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do the mid-episode segue of one into the other. I'm sure you'll find a way to smash them together. <laughs> well, we'll get there anyway. So, Dan, what makes you want to talk about quiz shows today?
1: Well, I've been watching so many quiz shows lately. Mm. Just finding them on YouTube and then I'll put them in the background doing cooking or whatever else I'm doing Hmm. Um, so I just want to talk about
0: different types of quiz shows and what appeals about them right okay and what sort of quiz shows are these are these sort of general knowledge are these sort of like uh, tricks puzzles or I'll take whatever I can get
1: right Um, general knowledge tends to be my preferred um, which inevitably almost always leads to British quiz shows being the ones at the top of the list um, which I tend to find I enjoy more than American quiz shows but what sort of quiz shows do you like
0: I do not enjoy quiz shows. (laughs) You do not enjoy quiz shows. Well, it's because like, you know, when you when you're confronted with a quiz show and it's a lot of areas of knowledge that you do not know, Mm. it makes you feel like a bit of a chump. (laughs) And if you're not connected with the characters in the actual show itself, then I have no stake in wanting them to win or lose. But then why did you create your own Jeopardy esque music (laughs) quiz show? (laughs) Uh, It's because I am invested in sadism. (laughs) So, so to torture people with like having to listen to a song that they definitely know but can't name—that's my gladness. That's my peace.
1: Yeah, or listen to a song that literally you've only got the e sounds for. Because you spent (laughs) an hour cutting out all of the e sounds.
0: But don't you know what e e e e is? I thought it was clear. But anyway, Dan, oh, so man. what makes the British uh, shows more appealing to you than the American quiz shows?
1: Uh, I think the appeal from the British quiz shows comes from two two areas. So one, because they've got several, or many networks, they've got so many different types of quiz shows and different premises for their quiz shows. Mm. Like one that I found recently was Jimmy Carr's I Literally Just Told You, mm. where... Most of the questions are questions about things that have happened during the recording. So they've literally told the contestants the answers. Yeah. So it might be questions about their fellow contestants, what other people said during the show, hmm. or in the episode I saw they had a fake ad break and then they quizzed the contestants about what happened during the fake ad
0: break before having a real ad break. Right. right. <laughs> okay. And I guess why do you think it is that uh, American shows don't appeal to you then? Like, is it just the level of creativity is just different, or less, or... Um, The American quiz shows, probably
1: the big thing is they almost all have big cash prizes. So, you get to a point where people are either just getting lucky, or the the level of difficulty is becoming extreme. Mm. But when a lot of British quiz shows either will just have a trophy, or even... Or a small cash prize, a couple thousand pounds... Mm. um, and so, because I guess the stakes are lower, so the, um, the challenge doesn't have to be as extreme and things seem more achievable and more interesting instead of ridiculous
0: things that people never talk about. Okay, right. And where does this come in from uh, an audience perspective? Like, in terms of, say, stepping in, do you participate along with the quiz while you watch? Depends on the
1: quiz type, but often, yes. Okay. I will participate... To the best of my ability. The problem with watching
0: a lot of British ones is a lot of British politics.
1: Mm. I don't know who
0: <laughs> the prime minister was. Uh, please tell me who <laughs> the MP of Sussex was in 1987. Yeah, it's not exactly the most achievable, digestible information. No, and I don't know
1: who held the four top administrative positions at the various times during their political
0: career. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Okay. So uh, then, I guess in terms of the the vast amount of bridge Quidditch available. Do you watch older ones, or is it only the new releases that you keep up with? Um,
1: it depends what I can get my hands on, because watching through YouTube, you'll get fragments of series, or you'll get um, a couple of episodes, and then they'll never make another one, or they'll just be a one-off series. Sure. Um, so I'll... I tend to prefer the more modern ones because it's the, I guess the history or the recent events questions are things that are more relevant, um, but still any of the British politics,
0: eh. <laughs> except maybe
1: like some of the Brexit stuff,
0: Yeah, because okay.
1: that made international news quite a lot, <laughs> mm. but that's about it, and ones with comedi- like comedians involved in some level are also particularly entertaining, which they don't... Well, I haven't seen a lot of that from the US. Yeah. So, like, obviously, Jimmy Carr hosts Jimmy Carr's... Yeah. I literally just told you. Um, and things like that, and they're usually quite entertaining.
0: Yeah, Because okay. I, I suppose there are some quiz shows that, like, audience participation is not a, a primary goal of the entertainment. Right. No. Uh, because, you know, we, we both watch QA mm. from time to time. And I don't think I've ever truly tried to participate in QI. I just sort of watch it. I don't know that you can participate in QI, except
1: for maybe general ignorance.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, because yeah, trying to figure out any of those answers is not satisfying in the same way that I don't know Jeopardy might be. Jeopardy is quite satisfying. Right. Mm. Uh, and so I guess for for QI, does that count as a quiz show? Hmm
1: because it's tricky because I almost put it in a category of like panel Mm. comedian or not necessarily comedian but panel show which is things Mm. like which again my knowledge of these is mostly British so things like QI um, mock the week insert name here Mm. um, those sorts of shows which usually have celebrity people and recurring guests rather than sort of the general public um they're kind of comedy quiz hybrids more than anything
0: else. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, and these these hybrids, right, uh, <laughs> they're experienced on a different level of enjoyment. So yes. you can sort of fit more in with the same sort of other <laughs> trivia shows that you watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I suppose it's just like, you know, you can only eat so much chocolate ice cream, but when it's, like, in Neapolitan, you can eat more of it, right? Because you're, you're mixing it up. Oh, dear. <laughs> do you have any quiz shows that you do like? Uh, not particularly. Mm. No. Like, <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not a genre that I mesh that no, I I with, not. really.
1: Not even hard quiz? Uh, what's Tom, hard quiz? Uh, ABC hard quiz. Tom Gleeson.
0: Sure. Is it Tom Gleeson? Okay. Hang on. This is a very professional setup we've got Hang here. Hang on. <laughs> I think it's Tom Gleason. All of our best researchers are on the case at the moment. Yep. Yep, Tom Gleason, I was right. Okay. Just
1: like people come in with their expert topics to be quizzed on, mm. and then Tom Gleason will just also just roast everyone. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. I think the only quiz shows that I do enjoy would be quiz shows that like. As a part of their construction, like the actual game part of it itself is mm-hmm. the interesting bit because I, I, I enjoy, you know, that sort of uh, fresh mechanics in mm-hmm. that sort of sense. Uh, uh, like games in which uh, there is either like a puzzle element to it uh, or it's not just do you know the answer to this, yes or no? Mm-hmm. It's like do you know the answer to this, and then now also you have to choose some complication for the other guys, yeah, right. And so, like, some of the uh, more, uh, I guess, competitive quiz shows in that mm. uh, sense uh, draw me a little bit more than the irregular show. Uh, like, the, <laughs> like how the weakest link works, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, a lot of it is just, like, the ladies spinning around and, like, roasting them, but also them, like, selectively trying to choose who, who they're mm. trying to go for. Uh, the game part of that is more, much more fun to me. Yeah. And I think with those type of shows... Uh, the currentness of the material doesn't matter as much True. Like you can watch some of those shows from like 15, 20 years ago uh, and they still somewhat hold up mm. uh, even if like, the, the actual knowledge in it uh, isn't as relevant
1: anymore mm. and I always enjoy when there's interesting mechanics and things like that Instead of you don't see a lot of straight quiz shows anymore that are just like Sailor of the Century back in the day yeah. Where someone's reading off questions and you buzz, race to buzz in. Yeah. But it's not so much a thing anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that brings us to our second topic, right? Very, very old shows, right? Do they still hold up? Like, does your experience of these shows change based on the context of the time that you view it? See, I told you you'd find a way to slam the two topics. Well, I've been planning it. this for five minutes, man. <laughs> <laughs> So it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I mean, like... The question is mainly based on uh, some recent experiences uh, concerning a, a certain movie produced by a very big money mouse, uh, but no spoilers other than that. <laughs> uh, in terms of what I'm talking about, I mean, you know I'm for example, which movie are you talking <laughs> about? Uh, as, a, as a very general example, between you know watching Toy Story one and two, right uh, in the sort of mid to late 90s, right, and then waiting time until Toy Story 3 came out around, well, near 2010-ish, right, growing up with the movie right, uh, and then seeing Toy Story 3 in cinema has a powerful effect on, you know, you watching it because you being a, you know, roughly 17, 18-year-old person uh, who grew up with watching Toy Story movies as a child, right, are now witnessing a college-age student leave home for the first time to leave their childhood behind, right? And that, like, hits you different than if you are, you know, watching Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 directly in a row, because you don't get that context. Mm. Right? And so the, the piece of art is less strong in that regard. Uh, I mean, do, do you know of any sort of, you know, anime shows or other series that has had that sort of thing? Like, where there's been, say, a hiatus... Right for a while, and it comes back, but it's different now. Oh, not really. Mm. And it does happen a lot with movies, but as you know, I'm
1: not a movie guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> or even like shows that are different when they first come out, right? Versus uh, you know giving it a couple of years and then only going back to watch that thing later, mm. right? Uh, or series that, you know, are released week by week rather than being able to binge them all at once, right? So, I don't know, for example, say, you know, You're Lying April, right? I assume when they came out, it was like a week by week release. It would have been. Right? And so the viewing of that series, right, one episode at a time, a week apart, how would that experience change compared to, well, what we have access to, which is, Binge the entire thing in one night. Mm. <laughs> so,
1: some of the cliffhangers in particular, because there's a lot of cliffhangers in that show, mm. would not or they did not hit well, they still hit, but not you weren't left to think about it for a week and go, hmm, what's gonna, what does that mean? Mm. I'm, I don't want to give any spoilers for this show <laughs> because it's my favourite
0: show, so. Mm. minimal spoilers on this show but okay what's a show that you don't care about
1: spoiling <laughs> that we can spoil you today
0: <laughs> oh oh man cause like I I remember what it was like you know uh, a good 20 years ago right mm. when I was uh, before school like primary school I wake up in the morning to watch Dragon Ball Z uh, yeah correct right so watching like a 20 minute episode of dragon ball z of them like doing a quarter of a fight right someone charging up an attack mm-hmm. and then show ends gotta leave in the car go to school right and then there'd be a friday right so you'd have to wait three days to continue that scene mm-hmm. on the monday right and it was another 20 minutes of. but that's it you were still hyped for it because <laughs> you you'd had that suspense right I can't imagine what it would be like now to go back and watch Dragon Ball Z sequentially, right? As in just, like, watch the fight <laughs> at once.
1: You would, I think you would find that Namek was blowing up in five minutes for 20 episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, like, I feel as if if you went back to watch Dragon Ball Z now, it would feel slow and unsatisfying how slow the progress of the fight was going. Mm. Right, but as I was a child back in the day, and that suspense was a part of it, mm. uh, I enjoyed it probably far more than I would now if I would have watched all of it in one go. And I think the announcer helped. I don't know if you remember there was the announcer. Ah, at the yeah, end yeah. The, the episode. episode next time on, on Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Z. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and so with I think that the time that we have access to is now so incredibly important in how we digest how much we enjoy the shows that we watch mm. like I mean especially with um, say you know Netflix right some series on Netflix uh, are right, released one episode at, at, at a time per really? week yeah I don't have Netflix so yeah okay so some I, of the ju- I, releases
1: thought, I thought Netflix literally just always just dumped everything
0: <laughs> like right new show yeah here you go 12 episodes of Dead whatever Evil or whatever yeah yeah Uh, Because, yeah, some shows, right, are so good that you will just waste an entire day watching all of it in a row, Mm. right? And I think some shows for Netflix aren't designed in that way, right? When it's not actually, you know, 10, 30-minute episodes, it's just a five-hour movie because they've planned the storyline to be just like, you will watch all of this in one go, (laughs) Like, you can stuff if you want to, right? <laughs> but it's better digested as one block, mm-hmm. right? And so in, our, in, in the modern world, with uh, these access to streaming services, some people have intentionally slowed down the release, mm-hmm. right? So that the time between episodes generates hype, generates discussion, right? And prolongs the, I guess, uh, the internet awareness time and the hype around Mm. it so that their series will survive for longer right and is more sort of recognizable in that sense Mm -hmm. right uh and i just find it interesting now because like with weekly release stuff it it's not like we're going to have access to that sort of digestion ever again right because after i assume they don't like
1: run it in cycles, so there's each week is one episode available and then they take it away and then yeah. they just keep cycling yeah cause like to think that uh for imagine example, if for... Netflix like you watched a series and they developed a soft like a,
0: a program through that those like locked unlocks, episodes yeah after a week yeah that'd be intense <laughs> um but no like I don't think uh it's will be possible right, for someone to design a system like that and someone not mess it up, right? <laughs> someone not intentionally try to work around it because yeah, people yeah. are the worst, right? But it, I find it interesting that, like, we're going to have uh, old boomer moments, right? Where it's just like, back in my day, I used to have to wait a whole week before watching this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because we will have essentially we only have access right, to the original method of viewing right, of Dragon Ball Z. Right, No one after our time has that anymore.
1: Mm.
0: Right? Well, we, in our current
1: time, we don't have that anymore. Well, yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be honest, I kind of like the viewing things at that slower pace. Mm. Like, I like having time to stop and think about... I don't necessarily talk to anyone about it, but I like yeah. having time to just stop and think about things between
0: yeah. episodes. And certainly I think a the series becomes more memorable if mm. you do actually wait the appropriate time because you're thinking about it for a longer period so you lay down those memories a bit harder. Because, mm. uh, yeah, in terms of like your, your temporal relationship for movies, there are th- some old movies now that do not hold up anymore. Like right? they are very <laughs> dated, very crap, right? But at the time, right, they were top shit. Like and especially, you know, if you if you watch many, you know, bawdy comedies from say the nineties or the early two thousands, right? They say some very problematic things. <laughs> Everyone just was like, okay. Right? Uh, and so it's not as if we get to, you know, go back and watch uh and an 80s Eddie Murphy movie without the context of living for the past twenty-five years. (laughs) I to like experience it in the way that it should at the time period that we should have watched it. Yeah, although an eighties
1: an 80s Eddie Murphy movie isn't twenty-five years old anymore, Vin, it's nearly (laughs) forty
0: Alas. (laughs) Alas, <laughs> it'll be forty this decade. Uh, turn it off. Uh, oh well. Well, wrapping that up, uh, we're gonna we're gonna move to uh, counterintelligence, so I can be less sad about the state of how old we're getting. Uh, so, Dan, what have you got for me today?
1: Well, I've got a gaming-related one for you today. Sure. Last time we caught up face-to-face, we played some Mario Party.
0: Oh, we did. We, we did. got absolutely we wrecked. <laughs> yeah, we did. We should play some more after this. Yoshi is a <laughs> bastard. <laughs>
1: um, and so as you prob- as you are aware, because mm. it's the one we played, there was the new super- I think Mario Party Superstars mm. that had classic boards brought back. So I would like you to name five Mario Party boards.
0: <laughs> from uh-huh. From-
1: from the first three games uh, <laughs> That aren't
0: on that game pack <laughs> Holy moly Okay uh, That aren't on Superstar Yeah Okay Oh, so Western World Yep right. Western Land Yep Yeah. There is Space Land No, that's on there Oh, Space Land is on there Okay Yep There's Oh, there's the spooky one <laughs> The spooky one If you're talking about From Mario Party 2 yep. is also on there Okay. Horrorland. Horrorland. Oh, Horrorland was great. Uh, I think they have Waluigi Island. No, that's not on there. Okay. Uh, did they have the Shy Guy Island one? Or is that the same island? <laughs> 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 this is testing me. Uh,
1: if you're talking about the one I think you're talking about, uh, that's yeah. not on there, but there's more bombs than Shy Guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. Or Fly uh, Guys. There. No, no, no. It's the one with the Ah, uh, the pipe that leads you to that circular island that you can't get out of uh before you use the the, the uh happening space that summons a shy guy that takes you out of the island. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. What? <laughs> don't worry. I don't remember a marriage like it. that. <laughs> okay. Uh what was in number three? I can't even I can't remember anything it's all gone (laughs) let's see I'm going to need some hints for this one man
1: Uh, well there's still a couple from two there's still two more from two there's
0: there's Bowser's Land
1: yep Bowser's Land so there's another one from two okay so you've got three now you've got uh, Western Land Bowser Land and um, Waluigi Island yeah
0: okay because two was the one that had played the most yeah you
1: could get there with the remaining ones from 2 you could get there
0: yeah okay because we talked about
1: because there were 6 right what what other costumes does Toad wear in that
0: pipe I never looked at Toad or any of them (laughs) they all wear
1: costumes in that game
0: (laughs) yeah okay because I'm 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 trying to remember the ending cutscenes right (laughs) and I remember like shooting a gun yep Uh, so that's western women. yeah I, I remember the, the rock, paper, scissors in the same land, right, for the duels. That was in Bowser Land.
1: It was the rock, paper, scissors duel.
0: Oh, uh, the ones with the big stones.
1: Yeah, uh, that you, that bash together. Yeah, yeah. That's... That's Space Land, isn't it? No, that's uh, not a rock, paper, scissors game, but that is in one of the lands there. Oh, hey. Where you're dressed up as archaeologists.
0: Oh, what is that land called?
1: <laughs> what do archaeologists solve in movies all the time?
0: <laughs> riddles? Close. <laughs> what? Puzzles? Is it puzzle land? No. Oh my word. What, okay. what do you
1: what do you have to what are what are those puzzles and riddles helping you solve?
0: Mystery land. Mystery land.
1: Yeah, okay. So there's one more. Uh, what does the duel look like? <laughs> the duel is a, uh, a sword fight.
0: Pirate land. P- uh, yeah, pirate land. Yeah. It's pirate land. I think so. that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah nice. Right. There's five. Speaking of pirate land, right, <laughs> I want you to name me five countries, right, that lack land borders. Okay. No, wait. Lack
1: land borders. Yeah. So island nations. Yes. So Australia. Uh huh. New Zealand. Uh huh. Fiji. Okay. Madagascar.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, and the Easter Islands. Are they a country?
0: I think they are. Fine. The Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right. <laughs> Swell. Uh, wow, that's way easier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there are so many islands, though. I thought you were about to give me landlocked countries. I was like, that is significantly harder.
0: Oh, is it? I thought like half of Eastern Europe is all landlocked.
1: Uh, No, because there's a lot of sort of ocean or lakes and stuff down the bottom that gets you through to the sea. Sure. Okay.
0: I mean, like most of Africa. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) How many of the Central African country names do I know, though? not en- probably not enough yeah, to get through fair. the question that's fair although I also would have cheated and gone with Vatican City
0: <laughs> as an answer for that question yeah righto hmm yeah I've got I've got not a whole lot on the, on the <laughs> list that I would be very confident in uh, in terms of um, landlocked or sea country. like fully fully properly landlocked yeah right uh, there's
1: yeah I don't have a, a huge list that I would have been particularly comfortable of okay
0: uh, <laughs> I've got an extremely hard one to round out the last four minutes that we can both work on uh, name five uh, water body based borders <laughs> huh like people or no as in like bodies of water that form. Uh, on the basis for, like, border territories. Uh, in this, you know, our, like, Victoria, New South Wales, we got, the, the like... Murray the Murray River. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sure there are <laughs> at uh, least that many. Yeah, there would be. Right, because I assume, like, the Amazon probably divides something. Right? I mean, I assume I, Brazil is probably one of them, but... I could do uh, <laughs> a real
1: shit and say the Pacific Ocean <laughs> the Atlantic it's Ocean not really a border is it? <laughs> it defines the borders of places like Australia and New Zealand
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a border that you fill in yeah okay so yeah Africa has got like a whole bunch it looks like uh, but uh, apparently there's a whole bunch in US Canada as well yeah there's a There's one section where the US Ah, and Canada... Wait, what's the big one? The big one that you should know. That's between the US and Canada. The one at the end, the very big one, (laughs) that forms a very large drop. Oh, Niagara Falls. (laughs) Yeah. So Niagara River is one. The main thing I think about with the Canadian-US
1: border is, Mm. like, this... However wide it is, it's like a six-metre area. Yeah. There's like devoid of trees that just marks the border like it's just a (laughs) like if a tree grows there they chop it down it's like this is the border nothing grows here and you will know that and you can
0: see it on like google maps you can see this border line right (laughs) oh oh so i was technically right before the amazon river does in fact divide a very tiny subsection of brazil colombia and peru at once (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there you go there it is oh all right uh and in europe uh there are a few well-known rivers there are more than a few rivers. Uh, can you think of a river that is in between uh austria and Slovakia? Croatia and Serbia Hungary and Slovakia Romania and Bulgaria Romania and Ukraine and Serbia and Romania
1: no because my river knowledge is <laughs>
0: it's poor. very poor despite I, all these the, quiz shows yeah when the rivers come up on the quiz shows I'm like uh, strong pass, <laughs> pass. <laughs> all right uh, what about in Southeast Asia river knowledge is poor <laughs> okay do, do you know one of the biggest well-known rivers in for example Vietnam that this is not a relevant river to but it does the water of <laughs> other uh, upstream it does oh dear idea. Oh dear yeah cool uh, please
1: give the answer the Quite Mekong river does that I think one. we'll close the episode there because
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we're just looking at lists of rivers uh, the last one is my roommate river <laughs> Jordan yeah and you guess which country that might be a border for Jordan and correct
1: which what's the other country is it Azerbaijan
0: it's Israel and Palestine Mm. there you go and before we get cancelled by the international community I think we ended there (laughs) right after I mentioned
1: so uh, if you
0: want to reach
1: out and cancel us you can uh, email us at varieties the spice of life podcast at gmail.com and we will catch you next time. Johnny.